This podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at BenviewNetwork.com. This podcast often contains controversial or mature topics. You have been warned. This transmission had encoding issues. We apologize for the sound quality. Hello and welcome back to Raygun Readers episode 25 million. 14. Four, 14. No. Uh, we have a special thing today. We have a pair of people in our recording ship. They just kind of appeared here. And the, some, you have an urgent message for us? We've come to you from the past with an urgent message to the future. Wait. Oh, I think we did it wrong. Wait, so did it already happen? Or is it going uh, to happen? No, it, it, I think it might have already happened. What year is this? You see, we, we're not time travelers in the strictest sense. We were put in a time capsule with a warning to the future. Well, what's your warning at least? Don't look for Mr. Goodbar. <laughs> it will come back to haunt you. But then we already had the Goodbar Wars of the 2150s. So We found Mr. Goodbar cryogenically frozen. So Exactly. You went looking for him and it nearly brought about the destruction of the cosmos. Well, not really. I mean, there's a delightful little uh, museum on the asteroid now oh. where you can watch him. You know? Oh, you mean we, we, we got put in that, that time capsule for absolutely nothing? I, I, we were, I we were cryogenically frozen Did they, for it. They didn't give you any snacks or no. anything? Gee, Doc, I, I, I had a life back to, in time. I thought we were going to save the world. You know, I thought so too when I signed up for this program. And when they said, you know, they said to me, Professor Zitherman, Time travel is within your reach. You just have to cryogenically freeze yourself for a few months. And well, then a few months turned into a few years. And, well... Was your employment you, at will? Were, were you on the clock the entire time you were in the castle? Yes, and that overtime is really going to bite them in the end, and they deserve it. Well, well uh, if you can find them. I mean... Oh, I imagine my employers are long dead at this point, so really it was just a bad decision all around. They're pretty much a non-profit, so I don't know how you're going to collect <laughs> on uh, any of that overtime. I'm well, sorry. Uh, well, at least it seems like things are relatively stable in this timeline. I don't know if we're going to be able to go back, but now I can probably well, finally and build my time machine that they wouldn't let me build unless I cryogenically froze myself but what about in a that, time capsule. But what about that one machine you have down in your basement, Doc? We don't talk about that one. It's probably long gone at this point. They yeah. made that into a museum. Basement too. on which planet? Earth? Ba- oh. Was it? Did sorry? Did you have a basement in your time capsule? Because no, I mean it was a basement <laughs> in my lab on Earth. We our time capsule didn't have a basement. In fact, our time capsule was launched into orbit just in case. The basement too. It's also in orbit somewhere just in case. <laughs> Do you know how oh, stuffy dear. that time capsule was? How nope. stuffy was it? I I smelled Miss his- Zitherman. It well, smells like farts in there. Ew! Oh. <laughs> time yeah, farts. If you don't have a proper waste removal device in your your time capsule, you're kind of you're you're gonna have a bad time. Are, are they petrified farts because they're from the past? Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> they must be. You're smelling. Well, actually, let's see. To give or take a few years, you know what? Maybe it's time we. Uh, we explored what this timeline had to offer instead of focusing on the past like we have been, for we are now in the future. Well, we're in the present. Well, but, okay, fine. <laughs> Arguing semantics here. 
Speaking of, let's let's go back and look for Mr. Peabody. I don't want to go back. That that museum's too expensive. Yeah. So it's it's boring. Besides, why do that when we're you know broken down ship is marooned on a planet when you could read a book? Those are <gasps> we, always fun. Well, we, we we did have a few in the time capsule with us. So oh, maybe oh, you, you have some... something from the past. Yes, <laughs> we have stories from the past with warnings to the future. When, when can I stop talking like that? It's, I'm not on the clock, so I'm not required to talk like that. Nor am I, do I stop, have to use my code name When anymore. you stop talking about the past and the future, then you are legally contractually obliged to, to not. Obligated. Okay, cool. You're so, no longer legally obligated to continue with your speech. So, oh, okay, that's so, good. Okay, so, so we, can, we can drop it then, right? Yeah, we can be All in right. the present now. Hi. I hope you are get a really good severance clause, because... Uh, I hope so, too. You might still be on the clock. Yeah, well, you know, and like you I said, clock my, the, the, the folks there at, at uh, Capsule Corp... <laughs> 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 yes, they were, they were big anime nerds, but they the folks at Capsule Corp... Capsule Corp would be, like, the worst company to work for. It really would. So let me get this straight. You're from the same dimension as us. Yes. You're in the same... Uh, you're in phase with us. Yes. You're just from the past. Yes, but we didn't technically time travel in the sense of time traveling like through with a time machine. We were stuck in a state of suspended animation until now. So we haven't actually altered anything or done anything to f uh, ruin the space-time well, continuum. Well, that's kind of boring. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, that's why we're special guests. You, you know, you, you didn't choose the most ideal special guests for your first guests. And I hate to say it, sure, we might have been known eons ago as the uh, uh, creators and producers of the Midnight Marinera podcast, but... I gotta get to, with corporate, because this, <laughs> this, this is terrible. Yeah, this I'm is, turning this, this I'm not still turning out well. I am surprised the Benview Network is still running this far in the future. I, I know. Mean, Squarespace holds up for a long time. <laughs> I mean, once the data's out there. Yeah. That doesn't surprise me. I, I imagine Squarespace to have lasted this long. Yeah. Yeah. Their servers are somewhere in a fallout shelter. <laughs> That's also Earth. in orbit, by the way. Yes. There's a lot of stuff in orbit now. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Everything that Every, can't be nailed down was shot into the. I mean, you guys had. Orbit. I mean, I read. I read up a bit. There was a gate accident and everything, and mm -hmm. big chunks of the moon flew off, and yeah. Jazz made a big comeback. Yeah, I don't know why, but that was pretty cool. They chunks, call. They call. They colonized the asteroids. They colonized Mars, and uh, for some reason, the moons of Jupiter, Venus, Venus. Yeah. You, you, if you have allergic, if you have allergies, don't go to Venus. Don't go to Venus. We're, don't we're doing a lot of world building now that we're not completely. <laughs> we have our heart set on that. So. We definitely didn't steal from Cowboy Bebop. This is all. Spec all. This is all speculative sci-fi. Speculative sci-fi, as we do, you know. The nice thing is, is being in the future, we can say with scientific accuracy that Cowboy Bebop is better than Outlaw Star. Yay! Yeah. There we go. Okay, so yeah. what are we uh, what are we looking into? Them spiting words. Maybe, maybe you can guys can use see if our speculative fiction from the past. Let's let's look through your time capsule and see what. Okay, we've got I've here. been looking this entire time. Oh, yeah. really? what have you without me? Yes, it was all diversion. We f that we found you. That means legally we owned you now. By the way. <laughs> oh, then you're 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 the ones who have to uh, pay us for overtime. Then it's on the contract. Just sublet it. Don't worry. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. that'll work. Well, cool. how, what, what did, what did they owe you again? Can, um, you, can you give me a dollar I, amount? Well, the, the, I, I logged it into your ship's for it to Just compile. Just give me a magnitude here. Um, it's looking. Like... What's a number bigger than um, Google? Don't tell them that the dollar collapsed eons ago That's, and we don't have to pay them. Anymore. What was that? Huh? No, yeah. So uh, we everything found is one literally book. worth a dollar. Yeah, um, we, we, we found a book called Worlds of If Science Fiction Volume oh, yeah. something. It's published in March of 1970, 
and <clears throat> a particularly interesting story called The Ethics of Trade by Timothy M. Brown. And there's a picture of a claw holding what looks like a, a piece no, of it's, coal. it's ripping down and exposing the darkness. Oh, okay. Yeah, the ethics of trade do expose the darkness sometimes. <laughs> I mean, look at look at us. Expose the darkness. Yeah, okay, so we're going to go in traditional patterns <laughs> of, of reading paragraph by paragraph. Yeah. Okay, so we're going to pass the book around. This ancient... Uh, analog form of recording information. I'm honestly surprised it's held up this well. Yeah, well, I know. You know Squarespace makes good books too. <laughs> <laughs> there's a, there's a lot of pulp in your capsule. April 18th, SD1125, Commissioner, Planetary Zoo, Moranol the th- three. That's the planet. Sector twenty one. Wait, wait, wait. Did this all actually happen? Let's let's clarify. I think this is an actual historical account that we're reading. I believe so. I mean, one one two five was a while ago for me. So, um, okay. yeah. This is all new and strange what is, to us. Strange. This the Zithermans. What does SD stand for again? Oh, uh, probably like AD or BC. So it's... So it's, uh... Second... Dominion 1125. Second... <laughs> second. This is in the era of the Second Dominion. Mm-hmm. Okay. This is Gorblox the Second. Gorblox the Second created mm-hmm. a Dominion. There was a second Gorblox? Oh, well, there's four at least. Oh, God. You haven't rest. heard of the 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 tragedies of of Glorblox the Eighth? No, no. Oh my god! Uh, that must have been before our time. We were we were dealing with a, a young infant upstart named Glorblox at the time. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Glorblox for the ages! All right, sir. Congratulations on your decision to purchase a specimen of the most dangerous animal in the known universe. Oh, short paragraph. Is that the whole letter? <laughs> no. The Regalian Wombat is without a doubt the most powerful and deadly life form yet discovered by man, and is and as such is an addition of which may, any zoo may be justly proud. The ability of a wombat to attract visitors is more than ample compensation for the price of purchase, while, benef- while the benefits that the biologists of your planet may derive from the availability of a live specimen are truly incalculable. In short, you have made an excellent buy. Thank you for buying our shit. <laughs> Here's a certificate of authenticity on your animal. We wish to, you to remember, however, that we of the Malson Company do feel a great sense of responsibility toward our customers and their patrons. Thus, it will be impossible for us to deliver your wombat until we are satisfied that your zoo has the facilities necessary for the proper care and containment of the animal. The required equipment is described in detail in accompanying enclosures, but I would like to discuss it here as well, so that you may be absolutely clear on what is needed for the safety and comfort of your specimen and your guests. The wombat must be completely enclosed in a cage of, of Dorcas force fields, and special care should be taken with the, with the fields in areas where they overlap. Please note that the floor of the cage must be given the same protection as the other parts, even 10 feet of reinforced concrete is no insurance of safety where wombats are concerned. <laughs> <laughs> As we of the Mousen Company, which, by the way, everybody who works there is contractually bound to have their last name end in sun. Of course. <laughs> um, know only too well. The precise power requirements vary from case to case, but you will find minimum standards for most applications in the enclosures. They should run a few megawatts at most. This uh, regalian wombat reminds me of another ancient earth animal that went extinct called the honey badger. I clearly do not have any fucks to give. Ten feet of concrete at least, though. Mm, maybe. 
operators from the darkest fields directly from us, of already perfectly adapted of course you can. for use as wombat cages, at a price other dealers cannot hope to match. Whether or not you choose to buy from us, our experts are always available for help in assembling and installing the cages. Whatever your arrangements for confirming your wombat, sorry, confining your wombat, as soon as your facilities meet the specifications which, in all good conscience, we feel ob obliged to set, we will rush you the animal by means of our own specially equipped transport ship. That comes with a very nice service fee. Oh, experts are always available for consultation for a nominal fee. <laughs> <laughs> Remember that, since we deal only in wombats, we try to think of each sale as a continuing commitment and try to meet any needs our customers might have with prompt, efficient, with prompt, efficient service at fees that are as low as we can make them. <laughs> Please do not fail to ask us for any help you might need. Sincerely, C.J. Molson, C.J. Mollinson, <laughs> uh, President, oh, oh, sorry. Yes, President Molson Wombat Company. Rigel, oh, and it's from the planet Rigel 18, Sector 9. So what do we think about that first letter? This is, this is every small print thing I've ever seen from Apple trying to sell you <laughs> shit. Well, it's also the same thing because uh, uh, um, actually Dave and I have been looking to get a dog. Mm -hmm. And... Um, a lot of different shelters will say, we need to come into your house, make sure. Really? It, yeah. Huh. There's actually shelters that require you to require that they go into your house to make sure it is suitable, suitable for the animal. When we got our space kitty, uh, they did not ask. They just said, here, take her. Yeah. There's still some place that there's many places that just say, oh, yeah, I just take them. But then there's some that are. Weren't, they, they wanted to know how long we were together first, though, didn't they? They didn't. And they wanted to know um, if we had. Any kids or uh, other animals, so... I've seen some I guess sad technically stories. they did check in with us, yeah. Well, sometimes they take in, for instance, uh, puppies, and they put them straight into mills and stuff like that from the shelter. They like the Oh, yeah. Okay, fair enough. I think this is a similar case, but it sounds like this wombat is really dangerous, <laughs> and it's meant for more of a zoo rather than... Well, they're selling it to a zoo. You know, uh, back back in our time, we had wombats that weren't nearly this vicious, too. So the part of it is what's amusing is just how dangerous this... Regalian wombat. This regalian thing. wombat is. So they said they have to basically encase it in Dorcas fields, which I'm assuming is a sort of force field. Yeah. Because if you inc if you caged it with like thick concrete, over 10 feet, of course, mm. you wouldn't be able to see anything. And that completely, you know, that's not the point of a zoo. You want to be able to see it. So I'm guessing mm. a Dorcas field, which needs generators, is a force field. Well, yeah. It's probably a transparent force field or else no one's going to be. Well, assuming, assuming this zoo is specifically going to showcase... The animal as an exhibit and not mm -hmm. just for the sake of uh, conservancy, conservancy yeah. breeding, okay. you know, control, you know, uh, pr pr species protection, that's something like that. We don't know how rare the wombat is. True. But uh, maybe Kayla will tell us maybe. in the next letter. Okay. Uh, July 21st, SD1125, Commissioner Planetary Zoo, Morinol 3, Sector 21. Delighted to hear that your wombat is proving to be successful addition to the Mornol Zoo. The reports we have received so far furnish gratifying proof that there is no creature in the cosmos better able to capture the public's imagination than one of our wombats. They're still upselling the thing they've already sold. <laughs> yeah. Good God. Yeah. Your response has helped to assure us that we are doing everything possible for the satisfaction of our customers. It still sounds like... Uh, 
uh, extremely not personable at all. Mm-hmm. Like very boilerplate. Someone someone uh, got their secretary to write this. Yeah. Oh yeah. Definitely. As to your complaints about the shipping charges, we find it regrettable. <laughs> we find it regrettable that the increased rates were necessary, but they were forced upon us by circumstances completely outside our control. Pirates. <laughs> Rising operating costs and cruise wages due mainly to the stricter provisions on the new life form transport law. Damn unions. <laughs> made these increasing increases. If you are in doubt as to the legality of our action, please note clause 23 of your contract. We are quite without our rights in the matter. Or we were within. We are quite within our rights in the matter. Having fun re- reading all this legal. I am legalese. quite without right my rights in this matter. <laughs> Gosh, you know, you know, when and anybody ever tells you, did you read the fine print on the thing before you hit I agree? They're lying to no, you. No, no. They don't. Well, always, you, I think this story is proving that whenever you buy a regalian rombat, you, you better read, read you the fine You should read the fine print. It isn't even fine print. In any case, the few thousand credits involved are of little consequence when compared to the immense benefits which you are by now enjoying due to your wombat. <laughs> it has been a pleasure serving... Oh, sorry. Talk to your doctor if wombat is right for you. <laughs> <laughs> it has been a pleasure serving you. And if there is any further aid we can supply, please let us know. Sincerely, C.J. Malson. All right, so... Oh, they, oh. They haven't delivered it yet, have they? Well, it, the way it's worded well, is like, oh, you already have the wombat. Yeah, they got the wombat because the first letter was sent on in April, the July. Okay. So we're, we're dealing with some the passage of time through the letters. But maybe, well, but it said, I know you complain about the shipping costs, and trust me, they're okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're, they're, they're necessary. So, the, that might have been something like they they checked their credit card and was like, oh wow, that's a mm, lot more. Maybe, maybe yes. Notice how he got more personable with the second letter. True. The first one was like President Molson Wombat Com- Company. It has the name of the planet and everything. This yeah. one just says my his name. August thirtieth, Second Dominion, eleven twenty five, or SD eleven twenty five. Gorblock Commissioner. Planetary Zoo, more in all three, Sector 21. Sir, colon, in keeping with our policy of continuing service in depth, we are happy to inform you that our research staff staff has completed its analysis of the available data on the recent wombat escapes on Lurda 4 and Denel 2. Oh, good. Although the data in such cases are necessarily fragmentary, the analysis (laughs) does seem... To indicate that some fields were somewhat underpowered. <laughs> it's not our fault, it's their fault. Yeah. <laughs> Contact the Dorcas Manufacturing Company if you have issues. All complaints. Our suggested power ratings have been raised accordingly. See enclosures. If you wish to modify your equipment to comply with these new specifications, you may buy the necessary hardware directly from us. And we oh will, my god. We will be happy to send you one of our technical experts to help with the modifications. These are only two of the many ways services which we offer at nominal fees in order that each of our customers may display his wombat with a minimum maximum of safety and convenience. Oh, sorry. With with the maximum. (laughs) With the minimum of the maximum. Of safety and convenience. What's happening is we're reading the subtext of the truth of what's actually yes. going on between the lines. Yes. So we're we're smarter than the uh, we're smarter than the uh, sales pitch. <laughs> What's going on here? <laughs> ever uh, ever striving to be of service, I remain sincerely yours, C. J. Molson. Aw, Mister Molson. How sweet. September 9th, 
SD1125, Commissioner, Planetary Zoo, Mornal 3, Sector 21. Sir, naturally, I am quite distressed to hear of the escape of your wombat. <laughs> oh, boy. The property damage and loss of life are, of course, regrettable, and I sympathize with the fact that the whole affair was made no easier to tolerate by the arrival of my last letter the day after the escape. <laughs> oh, God. Even so, you have no grounds on which to bring suit against the Molson Company, and if you will consult your lawyers, you may see fit to withdraw this impulsive action. In any case, we are always ready to help you with recapture and confinement of your wombat, and to that end, I recommend that you enlist the aid of our expert capture team, <laughs> which we will also charge, how much you bet. <laughs> Naturally, this should be done at once, before the wombat does any more damage. They should have got the insurance policy on their oh, wombat. No wombat kidding. insurance is pricey. I believe uh, Dark Helmet said it best when he said, Fuck! Even in the future, nothing works! <laughs> this, is a, this is a multi-page... CYA or cover your ass. <laughs> That's what this whole story is, and it's beautiful. And this happened at some point in the past for mm-hmm. realsies. Mm-hmm. This is probably a public record in some lawsuit. Oh, trust me, this happened eons ago. This, like, was, you know, uh, this, is, this is nothing new in our time. The fact that this is speculative just shows that history keeps repeating itself. You don't yeah. remember the, the Wombat v. Zoo uh, suit of. Why would the wombats 11, the 25. I just want to know what happened to wombats between when we went into stasis and when we met you guys. Because yeah. honestly, wombats were, the worst they could do is maybe like bump into you with their head and, and it would be too cute for well, I think Well, I think it's more likely that this thing looks like a wombat and was named therefore after the wombat. Or they just got into a lot of Nuka-Cola. That's possible. It might have evolved to be stronger on a different planet too. That's true. Wombats okay. overcame their evolutionary cul-de-sac. Of course, the capture of a wombat on an inhabited island, planet, my goodness, inhabited planet is somewhat expensive operation. Um, But I am sure you agree that the property and lives that can be saved by prompt action are much more important than mere monetary considerations. Due to the dangers involved in their work, the capture team must obviously be paid in advance. (laughs) But we are standing ready to dispatch them, them the instant we receive your check. Good luck, and if there is anything else we can do to help you out of this difficult situation, please let us know. Sincerely, C.J. Molson. <laughs> P.S. Naturally, I do not like to press the point at this time, but the last payment on your Dorcas Field generators is overdue. Oh, God. Aww. I hope you will attend to this matter as soon as possible. This is starting to sound like a business play. Like, uh. they sell faulty generators, the wombat gets, a, gets to escape, and they said, don't worry, you hire us and we will save your wombat. Your dangerous wombat. So, are, mm, is there actually a scam to sell zoos wombats that they know are going to break out, but then sell them all the equipment, quote unquote, necessary to keep them confined and also have the uh, rescue teams? Oh no, it got out. Oh no, how could we have seen this? Oh boy. <laughs> Who knows? Mm. September 22nd. Sir, perhaps I did not make sufficiently clear the dangers implicit in the continued existence of a free, unhampered wombat on an inhabited planet. It is plain, at least, that you have not talked with the beast's caretaker or observed its behavior during feeding month. Feeding month? (laughs) Else taken so lightly the suggestion offered in my last letter. Which suggestion? So... That I, I he wonder, dispatch a a capture team. Yeah, or to maybe her. like we're missing a letter, and they say, "Hey, during feeding month, and not the month that hibernates." You know, don't. No, uh, I think it's probably because they didn't pay for the service. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. 
He so probably this- wrote something back like blow it out your ass or something like that. <laughs> Whether to use our capture team. Whether to use our capture team is, of course, up to you. But the terms of your refusal and your allegations concerning our motives were impudent and uncalled for. (laughs) It is worth remembering that if the Wombat's next feeding period, coming up in about two months, our records show, arrives before the animal is captured, then sending for the capture team will be very much a preliminary step. That step might be followed by closing down all of your carpentry schools and birth control centers. (laughs) Wow. What? As there will be neither a housing shortage nor population pressure on your planet for some time to come. (laughs) Oh my god. Damn. I hope I make perfectly clear. As to the animals capture, there are several methods, some safer than others. The safest, of course, is to let our professional capture team do the job for you. I cannot understand why you are so adamant in your opposition in this proposal. But if you decide not to use all the resources at your disposal, there's certainly nothing I can do about it. With reference to other methods of capture, I can only state the facts concerning a few procedures, with most of which, to be sure, you're already acquainted. All right, let's see what these procedures are. Wombats are essentially immune to most of the weapons of the modern military sort, short (laughs) of nuclear warheads. But its infiltration of conventional firepower will sometimes discourage the animal and makes up the capture somewhat easier. Is that a backup system kicking? Sorry, let me fix it. Okay. Boop, boop, beep, boop, boop. There we go. All right, so I... uh, Repairs managed. Caution must be used, however, uh, since a well-fed and well-treated wombat, such uh, such as are found in zoos, is often very resistant to such methods. Actual capture can sometimes be affected by sandwiching the wombat between the defensive screens of two ships of the line, <laughs> oh MK4 cruisers or heavier. Mark IV cruisers or heavier, I guess. Sandwiching it between two ships? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Either use the nuclear option or get two battleships in, in on this. I note that your planet has not maintained a navy of its own, but perhaps one of your neighboring systems could be prevailed upon to help. If not, we will be happy to sell you a traumatic... Chimatracine, isomer, I, isomer three, Con- stable and elusive, uh, very potent, stable and elusive stuff, and as such, maybe expect quite an effect on your planet's water ecology. Oh <laughs> Be my. careful with it. No more or less than a nuclear warhead you'd have to drop. Your debt on the Dorcas Field generators is still unpaid. <laughs> Sincerely, C.J. Malson. And is collecting interest, I'm sure. My goodness. Oh gosh. <laughs> Last page. Last page. Hey, do you guys have a wombat on your ship? No. No. Okay, God, that's no. good. We like, would... a, like even a regular or mundane, because there's there's a creature staring at me from the corner. Oh, that's just the space kitty. Oh, okay, that's good. See, I don't know what space kitties look like. They're uh, they're compared to... as long as you don't look at them too long. Oh, okay, I'll stop then. But it's so adorable. It's Sir a ruse. Sir, you treat the Molson Company most unfairly. We agree <laughs> that the circumstances involving your wombat have been, in some ways, quite unfortunate but we feel that there is no justification for your violent assaults on our integrity. Oh my god. Your charges that we were negligent and mercenary are, we feel, especially ill-founded, and we hope that you will see fit to retract these harsh words after your temper has subsided. Be assured, however, that even if you persist no resentment <laughs> and will be quite happy to settle out of court for the unpaid balance on the wombat cages which you destroyed along with the wombat. Wow. <laughs> this is... So... 
fantastic. The, 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 this is not much of an exaggeration as to how certain legal letters are written. Um, I know yes. that I, I'm, I bet I would not put it past the author to be an actual lawyer or have or to have had an experience with like having to get um, like this a actually happened to sue with a chimpanzee yeah. or something and they changed <laughs> the word out for wombat you know how on the internet like it's if you can get the other person mad you've won and you just need to act like nothing phases you Mm-hmm. it's very similar in the legal world too as much as i've seen <laughs> uh you know because they're like oh well you're clearly very angry but don't worry we'll be the bigger person here oh my god <laughs> it's very well written because the legalese is strong oh my god in many ways the destruction of the wombat was the most regrettable event of all <laughs> oh my god Since- merchandise <laughs> Since with a little foresight, it could have been entirely avoided. We warned you to make sure that the wombat was in the area to be gassed before dropping the tranquilizer. But wombats are very tricky creatures. And I suppose mistakes will happen. (laughs) After that fiasco, the approach of the wombat's feeding period naturally made the use of nuclear weapons your only choice. Even a zoo and a few evacuated suburbs is a small price to pay for the avoidance of a hungry wombat. (laughs) Also, I am truly sorry that we did not foresee the effect of the tranquilizing gas on the animal life of your planet. Oh! (laughs) You must understand, however, that it was a natural mistake. Those of us deal exclusively in wombats tend to forget that there are animals man that drink water and are not immune to the lethal effects of... The chemical. I would like to add that I am relieved to hear that the human situation is not so bad since the water you import from uh, Lorantha 4, no, 6, is reportedly of the very highest quality. Lorantha 4's water, though, terrible. Yeah. yeah. Don't buy from them. It's the thing where you're getting, you're, you, you sure you're getting livable water, but is it enjoyable water? Mm-hmm. It, basically, yeah. they wrote you need it. To fi- you need to buy Purifina lithanthium water. <laughs> See, they they wrote it like uh, in uh, numerical, and I thought it was four, and I realized, no, that's a six. Finally, let me remind you that we bear no grudges because of your sometimes temperamental behavior. (laughs) And whenever you wish to replace your wombat, remember that we are the most reliable firm in the business. Hoping for more enjoyable business dealings in the near future, I remain, very sincerely yours, C.J. Malson, Malson Wombat Company, Regal, Regal, Rigal, 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 I don't know, Rigal, Fifth, uh, it's 18. Rag- Roman numerals, sector nine. <laughs> <laughs> well, now we know that, um, you know, technology may rise, uh, civilizations may pre- reach the stars, but corporate, corporate never changes. Oh, so I, ju- I just want to point out that this is also pretty much a, a found document um, sort of thing. And it worked very well as, yeah. a, as that as a I, finding legal I, documents I, I, and it tells an entire story. Yes. I, I love how much of a backhanded uh, letter it is. Like, it, it's still uh, considerate and all that. Well, not considerate. It's written very dis, uh, like a business would and sounds very professional. Mm-hmm. Backhanded, though. It's oh, still super backhanded. I, would you call this anti-capitalist? <laughs> I, no, I would just call this amazing satire. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it's really good satire. Uh, and I guess we can assume that this image, which I will put up, uh, is the wombat hand I'm right here. That's uh, creepy. Tearing through something. Maybe it's tearing through the darkest force field. Probably. Uh, beyond it is the darkness of space. Space. I, uh, I love um, letter formats for narratives. I like they're 
they can be done very poorly. It's often known as epistolary style. Thank you, yes, epistolary style. Yes. Um, and this does it very well. It's written from one perspective. It has only one character speaking. Even though you get the feel of how everyone else is reacting. Yeah. Well, you get the most cool-headed else, character in the story. Every, everyone else is re- reacting to the story the way that the person who bought the wombat would be reacting. Mm-hmm. Like, and what how the hell, you guys? as the author would be reacting. It's also interesting that you don't identify with the main character at all, if you no, think about no, it. No, no, no. Your protagonist is an asshole. C.J. Malson is a supreme dick. <laughs> <laughs> On a galactic scale. Yeah. Oh, God, this is yeah. this is this is of course what I'm just remembering now. Um, the third of the 17 wombat-related crises and lawsuits across the sector. Of really? Sector it was uh, it was pretty bad for a while. So did so, they get a class action going? They did. They did. So, so why do people in this time keep dealing with these wombats? Then are there such a problem? Because they're such magnificent creatures. And nothing draws audiences and paying customers in like the possibility of complete planetary elimination. Wait, well, I guess do you, that's do you fair. go to the zoo, human, to see uh to see birds or to see a Malaysian tiger? Well both. Well I don't both. go to I don't go to the zoo anymore because I don't know if <laughs> zoos even exist anymore. <laughs> well clearly they do. Clearly they do if there was a wombat problem. <laughs> well clearly not because most of the zoos are being destroyed by the wombats when they get out. <laughs> This is a real problem. Have you ever maybe considered just setting up a, a wombat wildlife preserve on their home worlds? Uh, because they eventually know how to breathe in space and get into orbit. So, you, you know, you, you can't have contain to keep wombats. Them in, um, completely encaged. Okay, so then for the sake they of the only... cosmos, they need to be eliminated. Well, wait, wait, a planetary-sized Dorcas field is very expensive, and some <laughs> of us need to go on vacation and spend money on that. So they, they only breathe oxygen, and they can live, um, uh, but they can live in space somehow, magically. Yeah, they're basically <laughs> Calvin from life. <laughs> <laughs> on Earth, we had a location that we put the most dangerous animals on the planet. It's called Australia. <laughs> yeah, and soon they're going to learn how to swim across long distances, and then none of us will be safe. You know, I probably so, should have warned people about that from our timeline, but I guess that didn't pan out. Do you think we could put a regalian uh, wombat on Australia and be okay? It could just clean out all the spiders. It would only take a month. It would clean out more than spiders, but I think that would then lead to a a certain documentary film known as Mad Max. (laughs) (laughs) If the next Mad Max installment isn't about him fighting a dangerous wombat, I'm going to be very disappointed. (laughs) Well, I do think I have another story here in the capsule. I don't know if you guys are interested in pulling up a different one. Well, if you do have another story, that would be delightful. I think it's this one. Maybe it's something with a slightly less dismal outlook. On the past. I don't know. I thought that was pretty. Well, yes, that would be nice. On your future from your past, but which is also our present. This one might be. Well, now we're all in the present. Now we're all present in the present. You know, remember, friends, you can only live in the now. The past is gone. The future hasn't happened yet. Live for now. But your family's dead. What about Simpsons? I'm coping with it surprisingly well. Yeah, I know. We must have uh, just naturally surpassed the um, stages of grief and. Now we're just... Just pure acceptance right off the bat. The capsule (laughs) from Capsule Corp, a capsule corporation, uh, clearly, you know, dealt with that in the... And it taught you how to knit too, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, check this out. Check out this uh, this Star Wars yarn that was put in the <laughs> capsule with us. Very cool. Yeah, right? Very I, cool. I don't really know what it has to do with Star Wars, but it was branded as such. Anyway. <laughs> All right, I'm going to start reading because screw you guys. Okay, what is our, what what is is our story? Called? Who's it by? Mm, oh, that's the beginning. I thought that I thought I was wondering what panding meant. Apparently, that's a split word. <laughs> I thought it started here. 
Okay. Anyone's guess. All right. It's called Inheritance. There's there's a there's a, a blurb at the beginning. I want to read it. Who's it by? Uh, Edward W. Ludwig. 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 Excellent. And the the four the the forward paragraph or forward quote. Huh? He had been in the cave for only a short time, it seemed, but when he finally emerged, the world he knew was gone, and it had left him with a strange, and it just has a hyphen. Maybe that's just uh, from the, one of the paragraphs, and it's just Most to get the reader in. Likely. Maybe. Okay. So we have an image here at the beginning. Yeah, this illustration is really catching my eye. It's just a guy eye. walking around next to a it's whole bunch a of dead bodies. It's a very Mad Men era What's... gentleman, with, oh. and he's walking down the street, and a lot of people are just on the ground, passed out. Yeah, he's holding a dog. He's holding. He's holding a dog in one hand, and another dog is following. Maybe this is the forward to uh, the movie that's uh, inspired I Am Legend. You know what I'm talking about? Last I Man on Life. Earth. Yeah, that one. The book. That's what it looks like. Maybe. In uh, in that. Maybe. I don't know. Let's read. You ready? Are you ready? I'm ready. I'm ready. You guys had the story forever, and you didn't read it while you were asleep in your capsule. Well, they were playing Pokemon the entire time. <laughs> It was oh, it was amazing, you know. Niantic has actually installed. Um, Are there any Pokestops in space? Oh, there's a ton. Yeah, again, Niantic full of them. Niantic prepared for everything. Once we were launched into space in the capsule, the we we were in stasis. But as we were in stasis, mentally we were playing Pokemon. That's the only way you can actually get through Pokemon 100. Yep. percent Yep. Yep. Basically, shut down in all bodily sleep. functions. Except <laughs> they actually added. Uh, Added a new thing where you can battle other people without having to go to a gym. You oh, can actually tra trade Pokemon. It's amazing. That's well, and you know, we great. never got bored because periodically they would add new. And I think we're up to what three point seven billion different mm. Pokemon. Like that's a each lot. each one per pl for planet. Per, yep. Oh yes. Each planet has its own generation. Oh god. <laughs> okay, it's shown as a pinpoint of silver far away in the midnight blackness of the cave. It's shown as a tiny island of life in a sea of death. It's shown as a symbol of his mercy. Martin stood swaying, staring wide at the wonderful light and letting it, its image sink deep into his vision. His eyes lidded as he his his eyes lidded as consciousness faded for an instant, then opened. We've almost made it, he gasped. We've almost made it, Sandy. You, me, and the pup. His hand passed tenderly over the puppy, a soft, hairy ball of living warmth cradled in his arm. And from out of the darkness at his feet came a feeble bark. <coughs> Martin choked on the ancient, tombstale air. We can't stop now, Sandy, he wheezed. We're almost there, almost at the entrance. He shuffled forward over the cold stone floor of the little cave. The thick, dead air, a solid thing. A wall that pressed him back, back, back. Bad but the oh, back that's all right. <laughs> oh, you know your ancient history, then. Uh, <laughs> some tombs never go out of fashion. Nah. But the light grew larger, expanding like a balloon, and suddenly there was a skittering of dog paws over stone and a joyous, frantic barking. Oh. That's right, Sandy. Go ahead, breathe that air, that fresh air. Stop playing video games and go outside. <laughs> Stop playing your dog video games. Dog Zelda's not that good. <laughs> your space kitty's playing video games. Yeah, she's lazy. Martin staggered once, his lean, tall body thudding against sharp rock in the side of the cave. Then a draft of air blew cool and fresh into his face, and a strength returned to him. 
Abruptly, he was at the source of, of the light, at the cave's entrance, a hole barely large enough for him to squeeze through. The blinding light of day fell upon him like a gigantic crashing sea wave. He closed his aching eyes and fell to the side of the rock-strewn hill, sucking the sweet, clean, sweet air deep into his lungs. So I feel like a lot of time has been spent establishing a setting, but not a lot has been said. Yeah. yeah. There's not much to unpack here other than he's trying to get out of this cave and he's got dogs with him. Why is he in this cave? Yeah. Two dogs? Two, two dogs. At least two dogs. One one is an actual dog, and uh, he is holding a puppy. Yeah. Which I'm assuming... Mm, there's it, a puppy. You yeah. can see it in the picture. There's a puppy. I'm assuming it's Sandy's puppy, so... Sandy. At okay. length, he sat up, holding the pup in his arms. Two days in that hell of hole... Or... Pff, hole hell of, of hole. <laughs> hell hole. Hell that of hole. hole of hell. Hole of hell, he murmured. And it's all your fault. A month old and you have to start exploring caves. Oh, damn dog. Pretty sure dogs would love that. Oh, but no, all right. he survived nuclear fallout. So they've been stuck two days in a cave because, okay. of, a, because of the puppy. Okay. He cocked his head. Still, I guess it's partly my fault. After all, I got lost too. This is my expository dialogue to my dog. <laughs> Oh. Goodness gracious. Sandy, a black and white fox terrier, barked Aww. impatiently. Okay, Sandy, okay, we'll go home. Shakily, Martin rose. His mind was clear now, the fogginess washed away of the, by the cool morning air. There was only hunger, that great gnawing hunger, and thirst that made his throat and mouth seem as dry as ancient parchment. That's a good image right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. As he stood overlooking the valley below with its green fields and little groves of trees, a realization came to him. The world wasn't so bad after all. Up to this moment, he almost hated the world with its wars, its threats of mass destruction, its warning of atomic dust and plagues that could wipe out humanity within an hour. He'd he'd most certainly hated the cities with their blaring, rumbling automobile monsters, with their mad rushing, their greedy... Oh, the noise, 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 noise. (laughs) Their rap music. He was exploring Dang. Mount Crumpet. Damn, <laughs> and damn these kids and, and their new music. And their Twitter. Greet, and, and their greedy, frantic, senseless, superficial living that was really not living at all. Again, damn kids and their Twitter and Facebook. <laughs> Earth's pretty good without all the humans in it. And That's essentially what I'm hearing. And mm-hmm. their Vigia games. And their Vigia games. Oh man, dirty, dirty Vigia games. That was why he had chosen to live in the hill country... On the outskirts of the village. He lives in the hill country and he's dressed like that? My ass. (laughs) (laughs) Raising his few vegetables and making a trip every few days to the village store to purchase other necessities was his pension check from World War II. Oh. Okay, so we got it. So we got it. We got a little bit of a time period. So he's a veteran from World War II and he gets a government pension. Interesting. And lives in the country, but apparently wears a suit and tie in the country. This was written in the 70s, which happened after, of course, the atomic bombs on Japan. Yeah. Right. So this is very speculative, and maybe it's just a reflection of how people felt living in the newly atomic age, even a couple decades afterwards. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I guess it remains to be seen, though, what... What's going to happen? The picture is definitely well, giving us a hint it's... about what's going yeah. on. Well, well yeah. okay. If he was fighting, fighting World War One in mm. two, 
sorry, too, sorry, um, mm-hmm. in the 1940s, mm-hmm. chances are he was probably like 18. When he so had- now he's in his 40s or 50s. Yeah. Yeah. He's a full-fledged adult. Mm-hmm. But now, he realized, it was good to be alive and to be a part of the green, growing things of Earth. Sandy barked again. Now that he loves Earth. Ha, ah, this is right. Everyone's dead. Oh shit, where are all these bodies? <laughs> Sandy, what's the matter? What's wrong? Okay, okay, Sandy, we'll go. But Sandy came, oh, go You ahead. can read that. Came to him, now tail between his legs. Aww. His barking faded to a low, shrill whimper. Sandy, what's the matter? What's wrong? Even the whimpering ceased and there was silence. Martin stared at the dog, not understanding. To him came a feeling. Something was wrong. A nameless fear was tangible, locked just below the surface of consciousness. He took the fear, crushed it, pushed it back into the caverns of his mind, and held only forgotten things. Or that held only forgotten things. And, I only and hold dried forgotten fruit. things. <laughs> he crushed it and put it in a dry I have all it. this trail mix. <laughs> is that the holder of forgotten things? The, the thing is, <laughs> I don't know what I've forgotten. Item 38 out of fuck you. It's too many. <laughs> Nothing's wrong, he declared boldly. We're just tired and hungry, that's all. He's hangry, is what's happening. Yeah. Give him for a two days, yeah. yeah. He's, been in, a He's for- been in a cave for two days. He strode down the quiet hillside towards the broad highway that stretched across the valley. He sang, We're happy, so happy, don't want to reach a star. We're happy, always happy, just the way we are. Hey. Eat the body, hide the body. <laughs> 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 the endurance uh, dancing of my time period seems to have carried forward into this time. I told you, some tunes are just, they never die. Uh-huh. Strange about that tune, he thought. He hated popular music. If you play it backwards, it says, hide the body, eat the body. <laughs> but in a regretful moment of optimism, he once purchased a secondhand battery video. After a three-day saturation with toothpaste and soap commercials... He'd consigned the monstrosity to a remote corner of the woods. But that tune, of all the dubious products of civilization... I wish I could get all the some, commercials I have to watch and then bury them in a corner of the woods and never Had somehow stuck in his memory. I don't blame him. Nope. If he, can't, if he had a hard yeah, time dealing with that... bad commercial tune. If he had a bad time dealing with that, I cannot imagine how he would try to function with the in the internet age i love how it's a happy song but it's just from a commercial yeah (laughs) only happy happy. songs suddenly he stopped singing as if some inexplicable pressure had seized his throat stopping the flow of words it was quiet so incredibly alarmingly terrifyingly quiet just ahead of him was the highway its gray smooth ribbon clearly visible through a thin wall of elms there was no swish swish of speeding cars. And there was no bird twitterings and no insect hummings and no, no twitter. S- no. He rejoiced. <laughs> uh, no insect hummings and no skitterings of squirrels at the bases of trees and no droning of gyroplanes. There was only silence. No droning. I believe it's pronounced hero. Heroplanes. Heroplanes. <laughs> they're made of lamb. Oh my god. Yeah, and they're you know they're cooked on a spit from the uh, Donner Aerotech. <laughs> Industry. (laughs) He broke out onto the highway, which was dotted with cars, and the cars were motionless. Some of them were crushed, charred wrecks on the side of the road. Some had collided in the center of the road to become ugly little mountains of twisted metal. And others were simply parked, but all were motionless. Come on, Sandy. Something's happened. Sandy wouldn't come. 
He arched his trembling body across Martin's legs, whimpering. Martin picked him up, Sandy in one arm, the drowsy-eyed pup in the other. He walked to the nearest car, which appeared undamaged. This reminds me of a Johnny Bravo episode. Where there was a dystopian future? Well, it was uh, basically, it was a big misunderstanding and he was on trial for something. And just, just like, I think it was a Twilight Zone parody where like everyone, there's a traffic jam. So everyone just like fell asleep in their car because they could sleep in and not go to work. <laughs> but he walks out and all the cars are stopped and like no one's there. And he's like, oh my God, it's the future and everyone's gone. <laughs> <laughs> it also reminds me of the first season of a zombie show. Mm. Walking Dead. The Walking Dead, where they like travel along highways and they scavenge from cars mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. to fix their. RV. Yeah, it's a very zombie it is. thing. It is. It's one, one way you know that the world has ended is that traffic has stopped completely yeah. everywhere. Yeah. Must be nice. Okay. <laughs> Come on, Sandy. Something's happened. <coughs> My short paragraph. <laughs> Good. Um, sorry, I've, I've lost. Oh, there we go. Sand. Oh, I just read that. Oh, oh, I am so sorry. Yeah, and you just so you're on. They were. They oh, were they were three. Yeah, yeah. There were three occupants: a man, a woman, a girl child. What a weird way to say that. A boy child and man child are terms, so I guess <laughs> we just still use those. And they were as if sleeping. No wounds, no discolorations were on their flesh, but their flesh was cold, cold, and there were no heartbeats. They were dead. Mm. So we don't know what's caused their deaths yet, but everyone just seems to. It, 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 Something like this, especially if they're still like, and it, it he is, said it was a green valley, so clearly nothing's been scorched by fire. Or well, he also described some cars that had crashed, which makes sense if everyone just sort of fell asleep. Everyone just yeah. died, and their their momentum caused the accidents. Yeah. It's possible. We we won't go home yet. Martin said softly, "We'll go to the village." The village, not the village. That's a terrible movie. No, I'm kidding. Oh God! I thought it was all right. The, that movie is among those we don't speak of. <laughs> it's not, not, the village isn't that bad. They're much... There's a lot worse from uh, Shyamalan. Yeah. He walked. He walked past a hundred, a thousand silent cars with silent occupants. Past green meadows that were dotted with silent fallen cattle and sheep and horses. Oh, so everything's dead. That's why they said there were no crickets or birds. Right. Except plants right. for some reason. Okay. Because the plants killed oh, them. Oh, God. The plants are reclaiming <laughs> oh, the earth. Oh, my goodness. Is this the happening? It's swamp thing. <laughs> oh, God. Now he has to be a vegetarian. <laughs> there, were, there was a f new fear within him now. But even greater than the fear was a numbness that like a... A sleep-producing pro drug had dulled his mind and vision and hearing. He walked stiffly, automatically. He was afraid to think of and reason, for thought and reason could only bring bring only madness. Madness. Thought and reason. That's a, that's an toll. interesting quote. Thought and reason can only bring madness. Yeah. At the village, we'll find out what happened. He mumbled. At the village, he found out. Nothing. <laughs> Damn. Because there too was only a silence and the white still people. Wow, this town is not really um, multicultural. All the people in this town were white to begin with, so because clearly this is not a multicultural city. Well, it is the country. Multi yeah, okay. Perhaps in the city, he murmured. Yes, the city. The city was 20 miles away and he selected an automobile, one in which there were still no, no still people. 
It had been a long time since he'd driven, nearly ten years, but after a few moments of fumbling, remembrance came easily. With Sandy and the pup on the front seat beside him, he drove. So we have pages to go. We should really? probably yeah, start reading like two paragraphs or something. Yeah, I was thinking like if you have a sentence paragraph, just, yeah, read just reading. Two. Let's do two paragraphs each then. Okay. That seems good. We can power we yeah. can power our way through this story because this is actually I am interested. No, it's it good. is interesting. I am it's intrigued. Than I well, and it's every time we stop, everyone talks. Yeah. Right. Okay. The city the city was as empty as an ancient skull. There was no life and no reminder of life. There were still no people and still no automobiles up, and no gig. movement and no sound. The towering white office buildings, the broad avenues, the theaters, the parks, all seemed hollow and unreal. I guess everyone was evacuating then? Maybe. Mm -hmm. Like a desert mirage that would dissolve into nothingness at the whispering touch of a breeze. Martin mumbled, I reckon Sandy... I reckon, Sandy, that everybody left the city. They headed for the country. That's why we passed so many cars. Space Kitty, I'm going to ask you not to mess with my microphone. You know, putting... You need, you, your Dorcas fields should have been stronger to deal with the Space Kitty, I just, too. I, I bought subpar generators, and this is what happens. Uh, Don't skip on generators, kids. Never. He spied the office of the Times. Maybe we can find out something in there, he said. Come on, Sandy. Pup, you stay here. He parked the car and strode in into the buildings, past desks, cabinets, typewriters, stacked bundles of newspapers. Then he saw the man. He was one of the silent he was one of the silent men, sprawled back in a chair, a typewriter before him. He had been writing, evidently, for one stiff white hand was still poised over the keys. Martin read aloud the typewritten words. I messed next that. Martin read the typewritten words aloud. The enemy has apparently underestimated the power of the odorless, tasteless gas, mm. a nitrogen compound of extreme vo uh, volatility. It has reached virtually every inch of the earth. The enemy is destroyed and we are destroyed. Gas masks and air filters have proved useless. The gas is highly unstable and should disintegrate within 48 hours. Yet because of the suddenness of the attack, <laughs> we conclude only that humanity is... The message broke off. Mm. Again, my, I'm just going to say this quickly. This is a lot of imagery for what could be explained in one paragraph. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but I mean, the whole point of a story like this is to get you involved in it. Yeah. yeah, true. Okay. Suddenly the newsroom was like a tomb, a burial of all mankind's accomplishments and frustrations, his good doings and evil doings. Here into this room had flowed ceaseless as a river the stories of man's love, hate, struggle, fear, grasping success and disappointment. Side by side, they lay in the labyrinth of files, the stories of Mrs. Smith's divorce and a dictator's defeat, the sagas of a child losing a pet and a scientist discovering a star. All equal now, as skeletons of great men and little men are equal, all buried in steel drawers and sealed by silence. Martin looked at the stiffened figure of the reporter. I wonder why you stayed, he mused. I wonder why you didn't flee like the others. Maybe... Maybe you wanted to write that last news story ever written. Or write the last news story ever written. And the most important one. Yes, I reckon that was it. And no one can disagree with me. So therefore I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> and then he wandered to another news station and saw someone else doing the same thing. I am oh, going hell. to I am going to beat Schmidt to this first. I swear to God. <laughs> Slowly Martin walked out the bot out of the building and slid into the car. Sandy welcomed him with a joy-filled barking and tail-wagging and tried to lick his face. And the pup attempted to waddle across his legs. No, Sandy, don't. He stared unseemingly through the windshield. 
unseeingly through the windshield. Everybody's gone, Sandy. Everybody on Earth, except me. His eyes widened slightly. Of course, there might be somebody else. Somewhere. The gas never got to us in the cave. Maybe somebody else escaped somehow. This really does feel like the precursor to um, I Am Legend's original book. It does. Yeah. Right. Very close. But, uh, well, if these guys ri- start rising as, uh, quote unquote, vampires, then we'll know. <laughs> then we'll know. You know, that would be a good ending of the story, right? Yeah, it would. Like, this is just the prequel to I Am Legend? Wait, no. It's Dracula. It might be. In fact, I mean, the story's old enough. <laughs> it is. It is. Let's see. He shook his head. Nope. No. No use for that. Odds be a... Thousand to one against my finding him. No, we just gotta make up our minds that we're the last ones alive. The last ones alive. The thought was like a flame in his mind. The numbness was gone now, as coldness thaws from a warmed body. But there came to him a second thought. A horrible fear-born thought, which he dared not say aloud, even to Sandy. Man can't live alone without hearing another human voice. Without seeing another human form. Man isn't made that way. You've got two choices now, just two, suicide or madness. Which will it be? Suicide or madness? Suicide or madness? Mm, There's a page break there. He sat for a long, long time, his mind a jumble of indecision. Then at last he thought, I don't want to go mad. The other way is best. We'll make it easy. Carbon monoxide would be the easiest way. But suddenly there was a churning and twisting in his stomach, as though it as though it were being squeezed by a giant hand. Golly, Sandy, we forgot to eat, and we haven't eaten for two days. <laughs> and to himself, he said, this will be our last meal, the last we'll ever have. Mm. It's getting a little melodramatic, and I'm kind of like, mm. <laughs> Not saying that you wouldn't go through that in your head, but I feel like you would start searching more. Yeah. Like, he's only been doing this, what, an hour? Well, first No, of- he drove to the town, to the village, and then he drove to the city. And I'm guessing he lives somewhere out in farmland, so that's yeah. a big deal. Yeah. I mean, he was. I'm surprised that he isn't thinking, he's like, well, what else do I have to do? And then he's just going to look for people and then just have the dogs with him. I mean, he was already living out in the country to get away from people. Why is it such a... Yeah, it's kind of inconsistent character building. <laughs> he took the pup in his arms and Sandy followed. He spied a huge site not far away, Café Royale. It was a magnificent restaurant, the carpeted, canopied entrance reminding him of the front of a sultan's palace. Three days ago, if he'd been foolish enough to come to the city then, he'd have rushed past it with his hand protecting his pocketbook, hardly daring to look within lest the stiff-shirted, high-chinned waiters and patrons think him a country bumpkin. But now, well, why not? He ambled through the vast dining hall with its multitude of white cloth tables, its potted palms, its modernistic chromium bar. The high walls were decorated with soft-hued, multicolored mural depicting the rise of Western civilization. First the pioneers, the cowboys, then a factory scene, an award scene, and finally a group of spacemen entering a moonbound rocket. <laughs> Ooh, clever. So they went to the bar in Tomorrowland. They went to a diner in Tomorrowland. <laughs> Martin made a wheezing sound of admiration. What a place, eh, Sandy? We should have come here a long time ago. Then he spied the jukebox. There's one of them music machines, and it's lit up. (laughs) Reckon the power's still on. Martin had always wanted to play a jukebox, but nickels, back home, were scarce. He pursed his lips. Why not, Sandy? Nickels don't mean much now. And if this is going to be our last meal, we might as well enjoy it. 
He inserted a quarter, and after a few moments of pushing this and that button, music played. It was Song of the Stars, that latest hit, vibrant, full, rhythmic, not at all like the screeching from the second-hand video he owned once. While he listened, he strode to the bar. Not that he was a drinking man. He occasionally had a cold beer on Saturday evening. That was all. But now, with that dazzling array of bottles glittering before him, nobody will miss it now, he's told Sandy. He poured himself three fingers of scotch and downed it thirstily. Ah, been a long time since I had anything like that. And let's see what's in the kitchen. Electricity was still on, refrigerators were humming, and Martin's gaze wandered appraisingly over red, juicy T-bones, over dressed chickens, turkeys, rabbits, hams, the bodies of all the dead cooks lying back there. <laughs> Delicious. Also good meat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you're hungry enough. You shouldn't let all this go to waste. Just saying. <laughs> Don't work for the Donner Party, it'll work for him. <laughs> Reckon we're too hungry to wait for chicken, he drawled. Guess T-bones would be nice for a last meal. How about it, Sandy? Sandy barked. Dinner was soon ready. Fried T-bone, mashed potatoes, and dark gravy. Caviar, some kind of soup with a fishy taste. Apple pie with strawberry ice cream. Chocolate cake with vanilla ice cream. Maple nut, tutti frutti, and pineapple ice cream. And coffee. That sounds amazing. Yeah. That sounds filling. Martin settled back and puffed on a 50C cigar. You know, Sandy, it wouldn't always be like this. In a couple weeks, there won't be any more power. Food will spoil. There will only be canned stuff. He frowned thoughtfully. Perhaps he'd been wrong. Perhaps suicide was not the best way. He could have a few pleasures in the next day or two if madness didn't come. And if madness did start to come, well... And there's a paragraph break. Bum, bum, bum. Ellipsis. It was a streak... Oh, sorry. It was a sleek, streamlined jet job. The automobile of automobiles. Not antiquated. Not an antiquated monstrosity like the 51 coupe, coupe he'd been driving. He stared through the window at its teardrop lines, at its broad, transparent top, at the shiny chrome and gold. We shouldn't be thinking about such things, Sandy. We should be thinking about all those people. Those poor people who died. All the men and women and children. For an instant... Grief welled up with a cold, almost sickening grief, and a, but abruptly it became an impersonal, remote kind of grief. It was like a 4th of July rocket shooting out a blinding tail of crimson and then bursting, its body crumbling into a thousand pieces, a thousand tiny sparks falling and fighting and dying. 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 Still, they knew it was coming, didn't they, Sandy? And they didn't try very hard to stop it. Jeez. He looked again at the car. Fuck them. Reckon, <laughs> reckon it won't do any harm to see how it runs. After all, if we're gone ma- going mad, we might as well enjoy ourselves first. There's so much more to this. I think there's like a page and a half left. Okay. Yeah, okay. We can do it. We can do it. We're almost done. The window display in the sports shop fascinated him. There were guns and fishing rods and fur-lined jackets and shiny boots and bright woolen shirts and sun goggles and run-on sentences and camp stoves <laughs> and... Don't reckon the guns do us much good, Martin murmured, seeing as how there's nothing left alive except us. Might be fun to shoot them, though. I remember when I was a kid and I, how I used to shoot windows out of old houses, he chuckled softly. I have no one to talk to but my dog! <laughs> yeah, he's gonna go nuts. Woo! His gaze traveled to the fishing equipment. Golly, Sandy, I'll bet there's fish left in the oceans. 
The gas never touched us there in the cave. I'll bet the fish, or a lot of them, escaped too. Oh, God. The <laughs> sea is going to reclaim the earth. He danced as... He, Ganced. He glanced disapprovingly at the thi- at his thin faded shirt, dirty khaki trousers, and worn scuffed shoes. The, uh, those bright, those clean, bright woolen shoes in the window would be nice, very nice on cool nights. Might even have a might even have dog clothes in there. He said, "Maybe a dog sweater." How'd you like that, Sandy? Sandy barked eagerly. Because wow. dogs care about dog clothing. Yep. <laughs> He squatted on the floor of the travel office, surrounded by a sea of crisp, gaudy colored posters and pamphlets. What a place this old earth was! The pyramids of Egypt, the Tower of London, the Washington Monument, the Florida Everglades, the Arch of Triumph, or the Arc of Triumph, uh, the Eiffel Tower, Yosemite Valley, Boulder Dam, run on sentence, the Wall of China, <laughs> Yellowstone Park, Suez Canal, oh Panama God. Canal, Niagara, why? It would take a lifetime to see them all. You know, Sandy, if a man didn't go mad from being alone, he could see a lot of things. He couldn't travel anywhere on this continent in a car. If something went wrong, he could get parts out of other cars and get a gas out of other tanks. There's plenty of canned food everywhere, enough to last a lifetime. Sandy a responds with, shut up, stop talking to me. <laughs> Why, he could walk right into Washington, right into the White House and see how the president lived. Or go to Hollywood and see how they used to make pictures. Um, okay. Or go to them telescope places. Yeah, observatory, you Them mean? telescope places. Yeah, them telescope the places and look at the stars. Of course, there'd be bodies almost everywhere, but in a year or so, they'd be gone, all except those bones, which never hurt, <laughs> didn't hurt any body. I bet you differ, fuckboy. <laughs> <laughs> the skeleton war is on! <laughs> So this is like everything about a zombie apocalypse that people dream about. Without this the is, zombies. This is the Without positive. The zom- well, the- there might still be zombies. We don't know yet. This is basically all the time in the world if the guy didn't have um, glasses. Also, look at all these dead bodies I can pose in funny positions. I can make a puppet show. He scratched his neck th- thought, uh, thoughtfully. Why you wouldn't have to stay up on this convene? We, why you wouldn't have to stay on this continent either? You could find a little boat and sail up the coast to Alaska and then cut across to Asia. It's only 50 miles, they say. (laughs) And then you could go down to China and India and Africa and Europe. Why, a man could go any place in the world alone. My sixth grade education. (laughs) Sandy began to lick his face and the pup released a nervous, eager bark that was more like yip yip than a bark. That's right, Sandy. I'm not alone, am I? No more than I ever was, really. Never liked to talk to people anyway. You're only two years old. You'll live for 10, maybe 12 years yet. You and the pup, maybe longer than I will. He rose, frowning. It was strange. There was a grief and a loneliness within him, and he knew they would be within him forever. But, too, there was an ever-growing peace and contentment and a satisfaction and a sense of still belonging to Earth and being a part of it. Oh, my God. Strangest (laughs) of all, he realized that there was no madness in his mind and no seed of madness. He felt like a boy again about to begin a wondrous journey through unexplored puberty, I mean, and enchanted lands to discover new marvels. <laughs> he left the travel office, Sandy and the pup barking and clamoring at his heels, and he was singing. We're happy, so happy, don't want to reach a star. Run on sentence, run on sentence, the end. <sighs> I was really hoping the twist ending was he finds out that um, Australia was not hit by the gas in the same way, and instead... <laughs> The wombats mutated, <laughs> and they all just come tearing through and eating everything. I know I asked for a story with a happier ending, 
But that was very unrewarding. Well, it, I'm sure, it, you know, that's how I've always wanted those stories to end, honestly. So, but this was before when, you know, the, the obvious ending was not the obvious ending. Yeah. So I, I, I would, I would really enjoy a story like that where I, where I just getting into, um, stories like that <laughs> where it's not a run on sentence it could be a really interesting character study if the character wasn't such a milk toast yeah. just kind of yeah country bumpkin country bumpkin he even says yeah. i hope they don't notice i'm so boring did you ever <laughs> notice that his speech almost seemed to devolve into more like good golly gee willikers yeah, yeah it I was, was somewhat modern and then it devolves into appalachian Hick. which was kind of confusing considering the picture was him in a suit but i guess that's more towards the end of the story or maybe that's just like the artist interpretation no but, no yeah. it literally said that um um, that he starts picking out nice clothes for himself when he gets his car and everything. But I thought he went to, like, a sports authority or something, because he was looking at guns and, like, fur-lined coats and stuff. But he said his shows... He just walked into a Macy's, that's what happened. Yes? <laughs> he walked I don't know. Into, he, he walked into This a, is all a, uh, uh, a story for consumerism. Hmm. Without the yes. consumering. Consumerism, and it's all for me, all mine. Gosh, is all your stories in your time capsule about stuff? (laughs) Yep. Stuff was very important back then. Look, capitalism was king back in our time period. Maybe things have changed now. I don't know. I never, I never thought to ask. No, no, no. All the money we pay you is going to be worth something. Don't worry. Okay. Because I do regret to inform you, but also I do, I am, don't regret to inform you, Kayla. I, while that story was going on in between sentences, because it was so long, I actually managed to scrounge together a time machine. <gasps> you did! So you and I should be able to go back to our own time. Yay! So wait, I'm going to be left alone with him again? I mean, there's, if we, I mean, we can go back and we'll be fine. I've done the calculation. We bring you back, it could blow up the entire space-time continuum. As I say every night before we go to sleep, you are free to walk home. In space? Yes. Oh. Nothing's keeping you here. Well, I mean... Have fun with your uh, problems See you later. Sucks to be you guys. (laughs) Bye. Bye. No, it's taking me too. Feeling peckish this midnight? Sate your appetite for terror and reserve your ears for a feast of the sound. The Midnight Marinara podcast is here for you, intrepid listeners. We sampled only the finest and sinister stories and, coating them with our own unique spooky sauce, present them to you as eerie audio dramas. Tune in twice monthly as Midnight Marinera sends shivers of fear and spasms of laughter through you. Bon appetit!